Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. How are you doing? Today on the podcast, I bring Jordan Brakes to the microphones. We have a great conversation about world of sports and his fandom for it. Basically, what I wanted to do with Jordan was get him to explain to me a bit more of the concept of British wrestling on the World of Sport days and who are the people that I should pay attention to and really watch some matches of. So yeah, uh, I hid behind my podcast to actually just have Jordan give me a class on British wrestling and the World of Sport days. I mean, can you blame me? But hey, I'm sharing this with you, so we're in this together, alright? You're as guilty of this just as much as me, just because you're listening to this. <laughs> Seriously though, it's a great conversation, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Let's just jump into it. Jordan Brakes talks about British wrestling and world of sports days here on the David Francisco Podcast. Okay, Jordan, so here's my idea. Um, I'm... Uh, obviously, because of all this free time, been studying a bit more on uh, wrestling. And um, one of the things, even because of the online classes that we've been having, Daz the other day got us to watch um, Steve Gray versus Johnny Saint. I don't know why it took me so long to remember that name, and I'm going to be ostracized for it, and I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but that happened. And um, it just made me think that, like, I want to watch more and find out more about it, but I would have, for me to be able to do that, obviously I can do a little bit of research and stuff, uh, but I think it would be a good pretext to have me on my podcast, and just from a fan perspective, from someone who doesn't know a lot about it and wants to dive into it, I decided to invite you here, and here we are talking um, on the podcast. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm very well. Like you said, all we have is time at the moment, so yeah, I'm happy to do it. So um, I would like to start by asking you how you developed your interest with the British style of wrestling and um, and the, the wrestling that would pass in the world of sports uh, programming. Is it something that you've always liked to see or only once you started training wrestling did you find out about it and kind of fell in love with it? Um, funnily enough, when I was a kid, I um, like my, my dad is a lifelong wrestling fan. Um, so when we were kids, we just watched WCW. Um, we weren't allowed to watch WWF because it was crap in his opinion. Um, what year was this? This is important to me because uh, I've been watching a lot of like attitude era and stuff and I need to know what I, he allowed it, you to see, but didn't allow you to see on the other side. I guess, I mean, I've, I've always known wrestling. It's just always been there, but I, I guess 95 to 2001 was sort of when I was watching religiously. And you're telling me that your dad said that between 95 and 2001 to watch WCW and not WWE. I mean, I can understand that once it gets to like 98 or something, right? Yeah. But you missed living through... I mean, I, I did as well. I didn't watch any Attitude there. I'm watching everything now, um, looking back. And it's like, it gets to 98 and Nitro becomes very useless and Raw becomes way better. <laughs> your dad knows nothing about wrestling, man. You know way better. <laughs> you say that, but like... As an eight-year-old kid growing up with like just the stupidest storylines, it felt like the, it was the best thing back then. Like I remember like Sting and Vampiro in a like in a graveyard match, and that was amazing when I was a kid. And obviously oh now it's rubbish, but um, 
So like I haven't I haven't seen that yet, right? I don't know. I didn't know Vampiro and and Sting did a graveyard match, and now I can't wait. Oh, I also presume that your dad was trying to um, protect you from uh, boobs and sexualized content on the other side. Well, not even. I mean, most kids weren't allowed to watch wrestling for that reason, but for you know, my dad's reason is he just hates Vince McMahon. Like he he loves Dusty Rhodes. That that's the the simple fact, really. That's great. I, I like. I I know we. Uh, I invited you here to talk about world of sports, but I feel like I want to have your dad on the show just so I can ask him why does he hate Vince McMahon and not Dusty Rhodes? There you go. Yeah, I'm sure that would be an interesting listen. You were a kid and you always watched um, wrestling. Uh, and um, as you were saying, uh, you were watching mostly WCW, which is very different to what the, the world of sports style was. But I guess you had Stephen Regal and Dave Taylor there. Yeah, true. I th- as a kid, I'd, I don't really think I'd, I don't really remember them from when I was a kid, if I'm honest. It was it was about Sting, Kevin Nash, and you know the Steiner brothers, and like it was it was the big guys when I was a kid. It was massively different to my perspective now. Um, but I fe- I fell out of love with wrestling because it got bought out. Like it just stopped existing for me when WCW stopped existing. You see what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. Just... A lot of people went through that when WCW died. They just stopped watching wrestling. Exactly, and that's exactly what happened. There was just there was nothing for me after that until a decade later, I guess. My my dad was watching TNA, and I was like, "That Sting." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh my god!" So I had to sit down and watch it because you know he was my faves. And your dad really hated Vince McMahon, yeah. didn't he? He was just trying go. to find something else where Vince yeah. wasn't involved. I love it. Yeah, I just started watching it again about 2011, I guess. And funnily enough, it was like. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it until I found guys that like did that sort of Matt style. That sort of like people like Benoit and Regal and Doug Williams and like Brian Danielson and Liger and stuff like. Because I got on YouTube and just started finding all these new wrestlers that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, I've always been um, kind of like in love with that kind of style. Um, and well, when was the, how did you find out about? the British style and, and world of sports. You know what? Um, William Regal had a blog or something. Like, I can't remember. I remember reading, maybe it was like one of those long tweet blogs. And he... I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was yeah. tips for professional wrestlers. And he, it's a tweet longer dot something. He's, um, yeah, and he suggests a match there, doesn't he? Yeah, Marty Jones and Terry Rudge. You see, he says, study this match. And so I clicked on it. And I was gotten. I, I honestly, I was worked. I was like, "Oh my god, it's like wrestling, but it's real. It's amazing." Um, yeah, I was just, I fell in love with it. The moment I saw that match, I was like, "This is, this is it." Did you find out immediately that there was like a huge library on the world of, or on YouTube of <laughs> world of sports? Yeah, I mean, yeah, YouTube, you know, is my wrestling sort of library i guess like that is where i found everything that's where all the ring of honor stuff is that i enjoyed it's where all the world of sports stuff is and i just i just kept clicking on names i hadn't heard of before and watching their matches and just making my way through everyone i could think of everyone i could find what were a few of the names that kind of stood out to you uh, in your fandom of um of these british wrestlers and wrestlers that you do this style uh, I definitely have a few favourites. Um, do you know Vic Faulkner? 
no, man, I, that's that's why I have you on the podcast. I'm like, I'm, I have a um, a pen and a piece of paper here next to me, and every time you mention a name, I'm gonna write it down, and then I'm gonna watch something of them. Yeah, man. <laughs> what I... about Vic? Um, is it Vic Faulkner? Vic Faulkner. Oh man, imagine me saying all these British names. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure it gets easier. Um, but he, he is like phenomenal. I think he's he's dead now. He was born in the 40s, and he's like just this really charming, like charismatic. He's like really cheeky wrestler, um, but like he was just so popular. Like he was, he was just so popular with everyone, and he just he had this really cool spot where he was like he was stuck in a leg trap, and he would go Mister Referee and call the referee over and use the referee's leg to like push himself out of the like leg trap, and it was so funny. He's he's so like I definitely have stolen a lot of his things because he's just yeah, real good, real cheeky great like middleweight wrestler is he your favorite um i think from the british wrestlers i think he's one that i've sort of looked to the most and almost stolen the most from cheekily um but steve gray is my favorite without a doubt okay oh man i love steve gray i've had the chance and you as well like this steve is still involved in wrestling these days and we had seminars with him he refed a lot of my matches and yours as well uh, with Premier, uh, with John Fremantle, and he's he's such a he's just such a nice guy to hang around. I love him. He's he's great, amazing, isn't he? Like it's it's so bonkers. It must have been really cool because I, obviously I only found out like I only saw Steve Gray stuff or a lot of it after I met him, right? Yeah. Um, but you knew about Steve Gray uh, before you went to and work with him the like, first time. Do you remember when you met him first and how he felt? Um. I went to, before I started training, I went to a premiere show and he was um, referee in there. And I was like, that's Steve Gray. I'm sure that's Steve Gray. And went home and figured out that, yes, it was Steve Gray. And then when I first met him would have been, yeah, it would have been the first premiere show I worked, I guess, in Peacehaven. Um, and I mean, it's it's so beyond bonkers because I've been watching Steve Gray for years and years and years, and then you meet him and he's he's the sweetest guy, and like he's so helpful and he gives all this great advice and well his main advice is always just slow down. Like the first match I ever worked in front of him, he was like just slow down, and then the last match I ever worked in front of him, he was like just slow down. <laughs> so that that's his constant advice. Um, He's uh, yeah, I love him. He's just he's, so he's such a great person to be around. He's so slick and like he is the ultimate baby face. He's the ultimate blue eye, isn't he? He's so like his matches against Jim Brakes, another name we'll move on to, I guess. Um, we're just yeah, he's just so loved by everyone. He's um, and he's a machine as well, right? We did a seminar with him. Not sure if you were there at that seminar. Um, it's it was on the same day as I think it was the same day. I'm pretty sure it was uh, the last um, uh, Kafka. Mm. Oh, how, what did he call them? The the, the one he did. It was Yield of the Week, right? And the last one was him yielding uh, on the Yield of the Week, and on that show, on that six man tag, um, you were there as well. Me, you and uh, well, uh, earlier. Yes, exactly. Me, you and Harry versus the NIC and Kafka. And earlier that day, we did a seminar with Steve Gray. And Steve Gray, out conditioning half the seminar in the beginning, was a sight to behold. That's it. Those burpees. I was just, yeah. Oh, man. So much respect for that guy. Um, so there is, uh, if people don't know uh, about 
the way uh, wrestling shows happen at that time and still do in promotion promotions like Premier these days. Um, the presentation is completely different, right? We're talking about rest, um, a style of wrestling that was in vogue 40, 30 years ago mm. uh, and also made in Britain as opposed to made in uh, the United States or in America where things are way more about showbiz and grandeur, right? Yeah. It's very endearing to me as as I watch more and more world of sports how um, intimate and fun-oriented um, the presentation is yeah. and also how uh, sports-oriented the presentation is, even coming using rounds, I'm sure, coming from influences with boxing i'm presuming here what are the main differences um between what we know about wrestling these days and the american influence wrestling has in the world and what the british wrestlers did at the time um a few tips so people know how things are and what to expect when they go and watch Mm. um british style of wrestling um yeah, you, you are right. I mean, the, it was um, it was contested under something called Admiral Lord Mount Evans rules, um, which is it is the rounds. It's also weight divisions. There were seven weight divisions. This is well, mo- most were like contested under these rules. You'd have like lightweight and welterweight, middleweight, um, a couple of heavyweights like um, heavy middle, light heavy, mid heavy, and heavyweights. Yeah, there's seven. Um, so there would be weight divisions, uh, and the, if you ever crossed over, it would be it was that that's catch weight. Uh, so when when you would see, for instance, Steve Gray versus Johnny Saint, that was a catch weight contest. Um, Is this when uh, wrestlers from two different weight divisions would wrestle each other? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was contested under yeah the seven weight divisions, and then there was also the rounds, which so you far. It was six five-minute rounds uh, and two falls to a finish, meaning the first person to get two, two either submissions or pinfalls would win, um, unless you get a knockout. It's just one knockout for a, for a finish. <laughs> wake me up. Wake him up. He's knocked out. I know he's knocked out, but wake him up because we still have to go another round. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just wait until he wakes up. And I'm sure this is even stuff that influenced uh, Mexico. Uh, they don't do rounds, but like almost all their matches are two out of three falls, at yeah, least the, yeah. the singles ones. Um, and you were talking about weight divisions. There's other stuff as well when it comes to the rules. There's the rule, for example, which I think people need to know before they go in, where it is illegal to um, attack uh, or even touch an opponent that's down once contact is broken. Yeah, absolutely. Um and that's something I've sort of taken into my sort of the way I wrestle as well. When someone's on the floor, I won't necessarily go in for them. I'll, I'll wait for them to get up. Um, and that that's just because I watch that style. That's sort of what I'm used to. But um, if, if contact is, like you said, if contact is broken, one guy's on the floor, the referee should count until that guy stands up. Um, some places still do it, like Premier will still do it. Um, I think that's it <laughs> that I'm aware of. Any other rules that uh, we don't know about? Uh, strikes would be used way less. There's no punching. Uh, there's a lot of... Um, because of all of this, wrestling becomes a lot of uh, holds and counter holds, right? If if you're a wrestler, you don't want to lose contact with your opponent because if you do, then you lose the advantage. So that's why there is a big emphasis on, on holds and hold exchange and also a big emphasis on kind of... 
um, the, the smartness and the cheekiness of the wrestlers in how they're going to be able to get away from those holds and create contact, uh, exactly. actually distance. It allowed them to tell the story of what, as well of, you know, um, the escape, like escaping that big hold, like, um, which again, you'll see it with um, Steve Gray and Johnny Saint. Um, there's a whole round where Johnny Saint's got Steve Gray in a courting hold for almost almost a whole five minute round. And it's just him trying to get out of it because if he lets go, you know, they have they will have to separate. But then you've got Steve Gray just wanting to escape and trying everything he can to get out. And when he does get out, bam, it's amazing. You would mentioned Steve Gray and uh, Johnny Saint, and obviously the, they are two big references from, I, I think I'm not wrong in saying they're uh, big references on the lighter weight divisions. Uh, I wonder what are the biggest names of the, the heaviest divisions, right? When we're talking about heavyweights and, and everything around that. Uh, and I'm not sure if this is where Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks come in. The timelines are still a bit blurry yeah. in my mind when it comes to when they come in and, and uh, when... Johnny Saint did and Steve yeah. Gray did. What were the biggest names in all of these um, divisions, uh, or at least a few of them, that are people that people should definitely check out, if for nothing else, for their star power and influence? I've never, I've always preferred the lighter weights and the the welterweights, but uh, one of the better heavyweights. I've never, I've never been interested in Big Daddy. I don't think I've seen a Big Daddy match. Just it doesn't interest me. I'm very like <laughs> close-minded when it comes to things I like and things I don't. I just I'll stick with what I like. Um, but Billy Robinson is probably one of the better heavyweights, or one that I really enjoy watching. And he he was sort of a good. Um, so so I'm watching World of Sport. I find Billy Robinson, and, and then on YouTube you'll also find him against names that you've seen elsewhere, seen in like NWA and WCW. So he's he's sort of a good way to branch out, but. Sticking with World of Sport, he's probably one of the better heavyweight guys. He's so he's so badass and like legit and intimidating as well. I don't think I've ever seen a Billy Robinson match. To be fair, no way. Uh, and he's he's that on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, the stuff that I've I've watched a, a little bit of World of Sports, but I've always been really interested in. Uh, just because of circumstances, right? I watched a lot of um, uh, Steve Gray. I've watched a little bit of Johnny Saint. Um, Jim's, Jim breaks as well because you mentioned it and obviously the person that names you. So I was curious once and I'm like, let's watch a few of, yeah. of his stuff. Uh, and I never watched like a lot of um, heavyweight stuff or heavier uh, guy stuff. And that includes Billy Robinson. That's some, definitely someone that I want to check out because I am very curious about, I obviously know how the, the lighter weights wrestle and, and the influences that um today's wrestling has from these wrestlers yeah um especially with um you can still see a lot of that in the junior heavyweight style from japan especially the new japan one yeah. uh but i'm curious to see what like how did bigger guys how it was how was the heavyweight style uh, back then and how has that trickled down to what wrestling was in the 90s and uh, what it is uh, these days really curious about that what is the deal about big daddy why is big daddy such a big star in the country here he's just the and i may be asking the wrong person because he's yeah. just like don't care about him exactly he's just he's the every every man isn't he and i i don't know i don't know what his charm was i don't know why he's so over because he was um but yeah like i say he's not, he's not for me 
do you think as a society or like wrestling fans would see in Big Daddy the, um, the same thing that American fans would see in Dusty Rhodes? Um, so the idea of the common man um, and the, 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 the I'm going to say the stereotype of, uh, or at least one of them, of the person that you'd find down at the pub. Yeah, exactly. There are similarities. It's really interesting. This is all really interesting. Um, any names or people that we haven't mentioned that you really want people to check out? Or that we have, but you think you haven't done enough of a job to to sell them um, on whoever wants to watch some world of sports and British wrestling stuff. Like I said, I I started out watching yours in sport, Marty Jones and uh, Terry Rudge, and that hooked me. So I like to think that 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 would do the job. But other names are like Johnny Kidd. We I don't think we've mentioned Johnny Kidd. He's a great one to watch, and um, John Cortez, Zoltan Boyskik. Uh, Mark Rocco, Les Kellett, Ken Joyce. Um, yeah, there's there's so many. Like, just do what I did. I, I literally just found the first match on YouTube and then just went down a very deep rabbit hole. Is bad guys a thing in British wrestling um, at the time? Um, is there such a story of, like, the good and the bad guy and um, that kind of story? Or is was that not... Were there not wrestlers that were known for being a bit more uh, devilish, dare I say? I um I was talking to a punter at a premiere show, I think in February, and he was telling me that he hated Jim Brakes when he was a kid. He loathed Jim Brakes. He said, why can't this man just go away? Um, and then, obviously, decades pass, and he, he says now that he remembers only Jim Brakes because of how, like, how good he actually was at being that bad guy. And he was, he was, he was, I, feel, I can't really think of anyone else who was as, like, evil as he was. He had the crybaby thing where, have you have you watched any Jim Brakes? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, he, he used to, like, just, just have this massive temper tantrum where he would be kicking the ropes and, you know, just having a, crying fit basically um and then when the wrestlers the other wrestlers back was turned he would snap out of it and he would you know roll him up or he'd do something hit him he was yeah he was just all the underhanded tactics all the he was just yeah he jim breaks is the epitome of the red eye hey 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 (laughs) in a wow what a reference in a way um it, it was a bit more subtle though right it uh, i presume because everything was very subtle um in terms of the presentation right you're going to see it you're not going to see um the gears are similar there may be a difference in like color or whatever it is um you won't be able to to distinguish the wrestlers just by looking at the picture if you don't know who they already are um and it's it's um and even the styles in in a way are are a bit similar yeah um the differences are in a subtlety and also, like, I think uh, one of the things that I've noticed a lot is um, how the crowds know that. So they want to take a step back and observe those subtleties in action. Yeah, exactly. Um, you don't hear, it's okay. And it, it's, it's, this is incredible. Like, there's, there's a lot of, of, of wrestlers and wrestling fans who think that silence is a bad thing when a wrestling match is happening, right? Mm. Um, that there needs to be constant noise and reactions from the crowd. When actually... Um, murmur is what is a bad thing. If you have a crowd silent, means that they're paying attention. 
Yeah. Their eyes are open to what's happening in the ring. And then later when things kind of escalate, then they they go on that ride on that journey because you you got them, you grab them. And people want to um, take that step back and kind of sit down and observe those subtleties. Um, and it's it should be with that attitude, if I can give my own um, advice, it should be with that attitude that if you want to kind of dive in into British wrestling a bit and see what was done at the time, um, it's with those eyes and with that attitude they should go and understand. They enjoy it as the spectacle it is, as the, 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 the human chess game, literally, that it is. And because you are invested in that, the you will go with on the journey that they want you to go, yeah. um, which is great. That 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 match, the, the last one that I saw was that one that uh, for Daz's class between Steve Gray and um, uh, Johnny Saint, and I was feeling genuinely excited and and anxious about the result of the match when things were counting on that last fall yeah. on those last few rounds. Um, and I was in front of this the screen, right? Uh, they, they they made me feel as a wrestling fan, which I I appreciate and loved it so much. Amazing! It was great. Um, and yeah, any what last words? Go and watch Jim Brakes versus Vic Faulkner. <laughs> is it is that your favorite match of uh, the British style of wrestling? It's a it's a great example of you know good guy bad guy used with the sort of world of sport medium, I guess. Awesome! Check that match out. Jordan, thank you very much, bud. No worries. What a wonderful and really insightful conversation that this was. I hope that after listening to this edition of the podcast, you give British wrestling a go. Go back on YouTube. Like, I swear to God, everything is on YouTube. Go watch some wrestling from the World of Sport days and just fall in love as much as Jordan did, as much as I am, and so many more fans and wrestlers alike. It's... A great style and I'm really enjoying discovering it. I also recorded a Learn the Ropes episode and I will come here on the feed very soon so keep your eyes out for that. It was great having him on the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. Share with someone that you know will love to listen to this conversation. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>